Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Hey friends, welcome back. We are starting today with a new series. We just wrapped up in the last episode, Integrating the Spiritual. And now today we are starting a series that we have called We Are Church Girls. And we're going to be going over the next few episodes about why church, why even go to church. Also touching on things like how to choose a church, how to handle conflict in the church, how to leave a church if that's ever necessary over the next few episodes, um, stuff like that. Also how to prep for when you come to, to church to attend and to serve and kind of bringing that mindset in with you. But before we go into today's, we are going to do our connection card question, which is what single thing, if you could only pick one, would you absolutely want to do or accomplish, if possible, during your lifetime. And we have given a disclaimer to Lauren that she can't spiritualize her answer because she just wanted to say, I want to walk with Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Not walk with Jesus, walk where he walks. Oh, no, here we go. Yeah. Okay, I'm going. Okay, go. I want to have the experience of being a grandma. Oh, my word. <laughs> Oh, my word. I mean, before I die, I want to hold that precious oh little child in my hand. I've literally been married Plug. nine months. Plug. I got a son, too. Shameless. I know. Okay. No, I'm going to be serious now, even though that is very serious. You know, I do have my adopted grandchildren, though. Okay. It's, it's kind of the same thing, but a little different. Okay. I want to go to Israel. And I know that can That's spiritual. Uh, it's not my spiritual. How come you can say that and I can't? Because I'm 53. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a traveler. And so, but I do want to go because I, I was able to go to Greece and Turkey and see where Paul walked. Yeah. And so, but if I kind of throw it in the other direction, uh, my husband and I now would love to do a Viking cruise. Oh, my word. He's been talking Ooh. about the freaking Viking cruise yes. like my whole life. <laughs> Every time the stupid commercials come on. Yeah. Because he watches that dumb TV channel. That's, he does. Let's walk through the wilderness of Wyoming yeah. together. <laughs> okay. But the Viking cruise isn't necessarily Wyoming. What I'm saying, yeah. that's the channel. Yes. It's like Yes. It's like Discovery Channel, but it's a local channel. Yeah. The boy <laughs> wants to go on a Viking cruise and. And I'm like, I finally have given in. I'm like, okay, Jeff. You're going to start planning your Viking cruise? Well, no, because um, <laughs> those things cost a royal fortune. But um, but yeah, you asked if we wanted to do something. So there we go. Yep. So I think I have a better chance of actually going on a Viking cruise than getting a grandchild, though. At this point in time, <laughs> that is accurate. That is accurate. Does it have to be like something that's actual, like actually An possible? actual possibility? No. No, it could be fairy tale. Let, let's hear your answer your first, first? Yeah. and then yeah. we'll tell you if we accept it. <laughs> we'll see if we approve. Okay. Um, I would like to sit in a room. Oh, I can't go. Okay. I can't go spiritual. I would like to sit in a room with some dead people. Like, like pick oh the word. brains of like some people who like. You mean people that have already been to heaven? 
Yeah. Or like, yeah, maybe. Mafia. Is there anyone like, alive? You would like to ask? <laughs> <laughs> or are they all dead? They're all dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we need to cut so we have a little counseling session first. <laughs> no, I mean like, okay. So I would like to be like a fly on the wall to like, a room full of people who have just like come before me and done life really, really well, like really faithfully and just like sit there and watch all these minds and people that who would like never otherwise meet yeah. or interact or have conversations and just listen. Yeah. That would be yeah. really, really cool. I mean, I guess the people could be alive. Like there's some cool people living today who are doing a good job, but yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes a little more sense now. Um, we'll no, more counseling session. no more counseling session. Erica. That's a super yes. spiritual. <laughs> super weird. <laughs> um, mine would be my friend. <laughs> All the dead people rising up. Coming for Lauren. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, mine would be I have a few because I think about these things often. It didn't say one. It does say single thing. Yeah. Single thing. Um mine would probably be places to go. Um yeah, I would probably want to go to uh Santorini, Greece. Mm -hmm. Cause I would love to see just that blue water and those white, mm -hmm. white buildings there on the shore on that oh, little yeah. slant up the mountain hill with the blue water and just like sit there and see that in person. Mm. That's been, you know, a lifetime dream. And then also I know it's two, but um <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> me and my mom are obsessed with Anne of Green Gables. Yes, you heard that right. Anyone <laughs> under 20 probably has no idea what I'm talking about. But Anne of well, Green I'm Gables. Well, I'm 35 and don't. Really? Oh. I really don't, know. But I've also never seen Little House on the Prairie. Like that. <gasps> Gasp. Okay, Lauren really is getting knocked down these notches this episode. <laughs> We've got some work to do on this chick, Erica. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're qualified to be on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was obsessed with Anne of Green Gables as a young child. And still am. Mm -hmm. And when I say Anne of Green Gables, I mean like the original yeah, movies. Not Anne with an A. Not Anne with an A on Netflix. I'm talking about the original. I don't remember her name. The actress that plays Anne, oh, yeah, the ones we yeah. love. Oh, I don't remember for this. Yeah, I can't remember. But she's the best Anne of Green Gables yeah. ever. But um, Prince Edward Island is where that whole story is set. And it's just beautiful. And they filmed on location in the movies. So it was just like, oh, all different times of year. It's just Is stunning. this a movie or a series? Series. multiple movies yeah. okay it's not tv it was it mm. they came out in like the 90s is it based on like a book or something mm -hmm. yes yes it is okay. by ellen yeah. montgomery mm -hmm. classics anna green gables mm -hmm. okay it's just about a girl Good who gets know. adopted and then uh into a family and is raised by this uh brother sister elderly couple well they're not a couple they're brother and sister but in and this little town spunky little she's thing. a spunky little thing really? and the adventure Aww. she goes on and growing up and blah blah totally should okay all that. right did i just add that to my bucket list <laughs> that is the one thing she would want to accomplish in her lifetime yeah. watch Anne of green Games. <laughs> yes you won't regret it and nine series of um yeah a little house, house on prairie yes. house on the prairie yes okay um well today like i said we're going to be jumping into a series called we are church girls and what that means to us today's topic for this episode is why church why even go to church? Is it really that important? Um, this has changed so much from generation to generation, and we have mm -hmm. kind of three different generations sitting here, obviously. So we're just going to touch on the questions that, you know, are 
surrounding this topic um, and what we have seen and experienced. Um, so we're going to kick it off with what are even the reasons, like biblically, is the, are there reasons biblically to go to church? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Even what we call this um, podcast, I've, I've referred to myself as this for years. I'm just a church girl. Mm. Um, I like church. That does not mean that every experience I've had every Sunday has always been positive. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm a church girl. Yeah. And, um, I was raised in church and of course, you know, ministry, um, I, I'm in church all the time. And so, um, but there is, first of all, let's just get out of the way when we come into the New Testament and we see God laying out the plan for these groups of people called believers mm -hmm. in different areas. He brings them together to get with each other and do a variety of things with each other in a in an organized fashion. Mm -hmm. And so you can you can look at that all through Acts where they're setting up this concept of church. And so when we say church, we have to kind of throw out a few things. There's like the universal church, all believers everywhere. There's your local church. Mm -hmm. And then some people even think like the building you go to is your church. And so, um, so yeah, so what we're going to talk about is like your local church. And that's what was being established in the book of Acts. So as far as are we commanded to go to church, I believe there is a very, very, very strong case to be made that we are yeah, as believers. But then there's this side of me, I'm like, why not? Mm. Why not? I mean, if if you're a Tar Heel fan, which our family is, we love to go to Franklin Street. Yeah. You know, we love buying the swag. Yeah. We love just being in the environment. We've gone up there even if we could not even go to a ball game. Yeah. We just like being in the environment, being around other Tar Heel fans, yeah. you know, you walk into the stores and, and you're like, hey, yeah, yeah, what's your story? What's your story? And, and it's just like, yeah, we're home. Yeah. You know, there's a sense of belonging, there, sense there of community, is. you're bought in. Yeah. We're excited about it. Yeah. Because we love the Tar Heels. Right. And so one of the things I can't understand is, is a, a someone that calls himself a believer and says, I love God. I'm even a Christian, a Christ follower, and they don't, or let me say it differently, they're not a part of a church. It just, it doesn't make sense to me, mm. nor does it follow the plan that I, I, I believe is very laid out for us in scripture. And then you just throw in the concept of, there are so many believers all over the world that would give anything to be a part of it. I know. I know. So I just threw it all out. And, you know, I know there's a lot of disagreement on that and whatever, but that's where I stand. And good luck moving me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll speak to this a little bit because my husband and I have had quite a few different kind of church experiences. You know, we met in um, like a mega church type environment atmosphere and, um, 
that was, I mean, we found community within that for sure. And I mean, at, at one point we were both staff members, you know, and so that was pretty easy to feel connected and, and a part of it. Um, but there was definitely a time where we felt very small and insignificant in that, I would say, like, it just was, it was hard to reconcile um, that we really just felt like a head count or something. Mm. Um, not that I'm saying that every single mega church does it this way or, or, or whatever else. I'm not trying to speak down to that. I'm talking to my own experience of, of what that felt like for our family. Um, and I don't know, the Lord just kind of moved us to more. We, we wanted to know and be known by the mm. people that we were attending church with. And yeah. so we, moved away from that for a while. And we actually did go the route of like home church type environment. Um, and it was, it was actually a part of our workplace that that was, and we would have like a church meeting, um, just at our, at our place of work. And it was just a group of goodness, I think like eight to 10 of us. Yeah. Um, and it was, that was a really, really sweet season. You know, the Lord used it, um, in a part of our lives where we did feel like kind of disconnected, you know, and he used that for a season. Um, but there, I will say now that I have seen, um, a really healthy church, um, do this and, and display like truly like what I believe, um, acts lays out, you know, um, for how to do church as believers. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, there's a, there was a sweetness to that home church season. Um, but I think that there are just missing gaps I'll say, you know, and I don't even think that I was aware of them when we were there, but now that I've entered into, um, we're probably, we're like a medium. So I don't know. Are we still small? I don't know. I don't even know what qualifies as what. Anymore, yeah. Cause but, there's yeah, a million different yeah, sizes. Yeah. And ways, but yeah. that's so interesting that you went from the one end of the spectrum. Yeah. Mega church mm-hmm. to the exact opposite of mm-hmm. eight to 10 people yep. in a home church. Yeah. Like you've experienced both. Yes. And you, there's pros and cons to both. There are. But you've kind of found yourself in the middle now yep. where it's a, a little bit of a bigger group of people. Yep. Um, but you can still know we, most people one-on-one, you know, each other's kids' names, where that spouse works, you know, if you're sick, I can go, you know, Mm -hmm. I hear about it in a text chain Mm -hmm. or whatever. Well, it's funny because that was probably one of the biggest gaps too with that, with that group of people is our, when we had kids, our kids had no one to connect with Mm -hmm. because our little group of people, um, there was a couple of couples that had like younger kids, but you know, they were busy and, and everything else. And so. Um, that was just, that was one of the things that we really had to consider like, okay, we have community. We feel really bought in. We feel like we're being sharpened. Who's doing that for our kids? Like, or, you know what I mean? So that was one of the questions that we kind of asked. And, um, and you know, it's funny that you say like that middle, cause I have a saying and I wish that we were like video recording this right now. Cause I have like a little thing that I do, but in, in my so many years of walking with Jesus now, um, 15, I think I'm at 15. <laughs> I'm at 15 years, <laughs> 15 years old guys. <laughs> Happy birthday. I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, there's just, there's, cause there's always like different concepts and everything else out there, but 
there's there's one end of the spectrum and then there's the other end of the spectrum. And what I've always found, like almost mm. every single time, is Jesus is in, I'm swinging my hands back and forth. Jesus is in the middle. It's like a pendulum. Mm. Like that's where I've just always, I'm like, that's where he is. That's mm. where he, like that is where you find Jesus is yeah. in the middle of the spectrum, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know. It's It's been a pure pleasure to be a part of a, a church that is doing this healthy, that is um, doing this biblically. Um, and we feel very known and we feel like we are getting to know because we're, we're three years in now and we've, we've got some people that we've gotten to know really, really well, but we are, we definitely feel like this is our family, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, there's, there's plenty that we are working towards and everything else, but man, we, yeah. Well, there are certain things that the church is there for. It's there for the teaching and preaching of the word. Um, You'll see this mentioned in Acts also. It's there for the exhorting. Yeah. Where you can be around people using the truth of God's word to lift you up, to prod you on, Mm -hmm. to help you move further in your spiritual walk. It's there for fellowship. Yes. It's there for praying together. Yep. It's there for the communion aspect to mm-hmm. come together and remember yeah. what Christ has done for us. It's there to worship. Mm. Not that we can't worship 24/7, but we know we know our own lives. Yeah. It's really nice to just have that time where you pull out of the week. Yeah. And you get to focus mm-hmm. on God. Yeah. It's the Sabbath. It's, you know, from the very beginning, setting aside yeah. one day where it is about him. Yeah. That's why you choose it because yeah. he built it that way. He set it up that way. Yeah. He knows this is actually for your good. I Going know. week after week after week after week, month after month after month, not being physically in a body of believers regularly yeah. serving and being served and exhorting and being exhorted. Yeah. It, it he knows that's only going to help you and feed you in the long run. It is yeah. not something that's meant to take two to three hours of your sleep time on Sunday morning or lake time on Sunday morning or kid time, blah, 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 blah. Like this is investing in your eternal long-term health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could touch on membership versus attending Ooh. versus <laughs> staying at home and watching the stream because what we have seen, especially – especially, I say that word wrong. I say X, especially. (laughs) My mother always says it's especially or something. I don't know. Um, Or something. (laughs) Especially. Hey, Erica, what what are those little plastic tubs that um, we put leftovers in? (laughs) Okay. Two minute rant. What do you put leftovers in? Tupperware? Tupperware. (laughs) (laughs) And about a year ago... I've been saying tubaware my whole this life. Is a total rabbit trail. Tubaware my whole yes, tubaware my whole life until about a year ago. And my husband goes, "What did you just say?" And I said, "Tubaware." And he's like, "Oh my goodness, say it again." 
My child. Forever for me to he's get like, back. He's like, babe, it's it's tup perware. Tupper. P-U-P-P-E-R. And I was like, but why? They're little tubs. They're little who came up with tub? It's not a tub. It's tub. I will always say tubware. More often than we um like to admit. But okay, okay, so you have you have Ericaisms. I have Laurenisms. Yeah, everyone whole language. Oh my goodness. And I'm not changing, so don't expect to changing. Okay, so so back okay, to back the to, difference yeah. between or <laughs> back the, to the value of membership of a church versus just regularly attending versus staying home and watching the stream, which has become a huge thing since COVID in just the last three years, obviously. Um, we still have families who have yet to return back in person, even as regular Every church attenders. does, yeah. Every Can we talk does. about that? Yeah. Okay. So um, I do not have time. And this is not the purpose of this podcast to explain the um, reasons for membership versus attending. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a lot of reasons. Um, I almost look to more of the heart that says I'm not going to. Yeah. And so. Um, and why? Yeah. And usually there's a little bit of hurt. Maybe mm -hmm. there's a negative experience. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's just it's some sometimes, honestly, it's just pride. Mm. It's, a, it's not wanting to be held accountable to any church. Yeah. Rules yeah. or yeah. expectations or and they just they just don't believe in it. And so there's lots of reasons um, why people don't. And there's lots more reasons why we should. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we can give a link to one of my husband's messages on this or we can give a link to a lot of churches sermons on this because it is something that's um, pretty much widely accepted that yeah, become a part mm -hmm. of your church. Don't make that decision quickly, though. Don't make that decision quickly. The last thing, you know, my husband and I want is, yeah, we want to be a member. And they join and then you never see them again. Yeah. You know, so, okay. So membership. Yes, I, I just, I strongly believe in church membership as well as, um, what was the other thing you said that, oh, the how, uh, what was it? The streaming church? Streaming church is not church. I've had I've had people try to convince me it is. It's not. It's information. It, yeah, but I've if, done home. I've done it on the stream, like all during COVID, um, where everyone else was doing it. I didn't get to do it. I actually had to step more into a stage role during COVID. But um, I was sick for two Sundays during COVID, and I had to and do it on well, the stream. Right. Well, you kind of can get up and go to the bathroom. You're not as you know, just you know letting it like kind of roll over you like you would in the service. You're in no connection with any other believers, mm -hmm. which is one of the main purposes of it. Corporate worship. And so, yes. So it's just like, I get it. Um, I can see why people like it. Yeah. Um, because it's convenient it's and it con checks every me box that it we have. Check. Oh, I yeah, love that's how what you it said back. that. It, it's church yes. is about me. Yes. It's subscribing to the YouTube channel of your church yeah. and I can listen to it when I want. I can pause it when I want. I can stop it when I want. Yeah. If I don't like what he's talking about, I'll fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, for the first time, had a conversation with someone, and I've never heard it said like this. And I was saying, oh, so where do you go to church? And um, she was like, oh, we really don't have somewhere right now. And she's like, does your church stream? And I'm like, yeah, we, we do. We stream. She says, yeah, because I've been really looking for my church to stream. 
And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's where we're at. That's not what people yeah. are expecting. Yeah. And so the thing is, the mentality was be, well, let's, we have to come down to that. I mean, that's where it's going to be eventually every, one day. And I'm like, I don't know. But I'm like, no, 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 no. We live in a country where we we can attend a church. Yeah. And we can be part of a body. And streaming is not being part of a church. No. It's, it's just not. It's taking in more information. It's a resource, you know? It's a... There's no family. Yeah, there's there's that. no... Mm-mm. It's You know what it is? It's consuming. Yes. Yep, you're consuming you're just, you're content. You're consuming another, like, some more content. And and we're, you know, try, please hear our hearts in this. We're not trying to be judgmental or come down on you or, you know, but the thing is, is that a lot is at stake here. I'll say mm-hmm. that a lot is at stake. Um, and so if you are someone who considers your church to be an online streaming service or something like that, we really are going to encourage you to maybe just take a step back, bring that before the Lord and just question, is there something more that I could have right now? Because I will just tell you, there's just so much that you miss out on by not being connected with a body of believers and by being sharpened and, and exhorted. And just like Erica was saying earlier, you know, I just, there, there is just something that's so beautiful about being in communion mm-hmm. with yeah. other fellow believers. And you are just not going to get that in your living room. Mm-hmm. Even if you work with believers, mm-hmm. even yeah. if you mm-hmm. somehow have some sort of social circles with believers, like all that tells us is that those people are probably like you. They have common interests. They have common. And and that goes back to what we were talking about last episode with you have a click. Yeah. Which is great. Like have your click. Absolutely. Like have your friend circle who are all strong believers in Christ and are spurring you on to good works and everything else. But step outside of your comfort zone too and get to know brothers and sisters in Christ who are not like you, who will have a difference of opinion, who will maybe challenge you in your thought processes and who will maybe sharpen you in a different way. You know, um, don't stay in the comfort zone of this is this is what works for me. This mm. is what works for my family. This it is what works all for my, my other things I want to yes. do. Yeah, yeah, I can and squeeze it in. Yeah, absolutely. And and I will speak to this too, just really quickly. Um, we live in a very busy society. Mm-hmm. Like life tells us, everything tells us to be busy, to do more. Um, we're starting to kind of hear like slow down, step back, mm. uh, evaluate your busy and stuff. Those are kind of waves that are that are starting to infiltrate because everyone like literally like neuroscientists are yeah. seeing like, oh, this is messing up our brains having too much going on. Yeah. You know, so I know that there is a wave of that and we're, we're told to evaluate our busy and everything else. But can I just speak to the fact that your Christian walk should not be what you're evaluating? Your attending of a church should not be in the category yeah. of like, well, that's just too much for me. Yeah. Then, yeah. then we need to somehow evaluate the other aspects of our life and find out how church, attending a church, being in fellowship with believers cannot be too much, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, oh, I heard this on a podcast somewhere. I don't know. I can't remember, but it's basically it was talking about boundaries and how boundaries are not to keep you far from people, but boundaries are put in place to keep you close to God, mm-hmm. you know? So have boundaries, like mm-hmm. make sure that your life is not too busy, like make sure that they're, that you're evaluating your busy and everything else, but 
please make sure that that's that you're not sacrificing this part of your spiritual life to make sure that you're not too busy. Mm-hmm. And that's not referring to people that are homebound. I think of for course. people that are homebound, what a blessing the yes. stream is. Yes. Or, you know, something comes up. Maybe you're out of town that weekend and you can you can watch it another time. So yes. absolutely. Or you're I, sick or yes. you've got kids. Are, I mean, we take yes. advantage of this too, but it is not our regular practice. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like you said, when, when we go like two weeks being outside of our church family, yeah. there is a gap that forms. Oh, I know. There is a change in our moods. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it penetrates. It goes. Well, part of the church is accountability. And yeah. this is what I feel like has we we've promoted the church in a wrong way. Yeah. Um the church, yes, come, be loved, be encouraged, find family. But there's a reason why all those letters were written in the New Testament with all those things of how to get along with people. <laughs> because this is where you should be able to grow, be chiseled, learn, be held accountable, be confronted within the body of believers. So we have, let's say you and I, Lauren, we get into a little tiff. Mm -hmm. Um, What most people do is, well, I'm just going to go to another church. I don't want to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Wrong. Okay. What they also knew is, well, I'm just going to stay here and have nothing to do with her. Wrong. What we do is we use biblical principle what do we do with this? And we'll talk about that later when we come to conflict. But we are to do these things within the boundaries of a church family. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, where is Lauren? I haven't seen her family for like two or three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Let's check on her out of concern, right. make sure everything's okay. But oftentimes that concern leads us to what's going on. Yep. And... I'm not the only one to say this. Everyone like within the church community knows the first step away from the Lord is stepping away from church. Mm. It, it, it just is. Um, That's all I know. So yeah, go ahead, Erica. Um, wanted to share a quote that I actually put in. We, the three of us have a podcast group text um, throughout the week and um, a quote that I came across on Twitter uh, just the other day was so applicable to what we're talking about. Um, it had, if I'm going to be able to find it now. Yes. It said, here's the four generation fade. Number one, parents do not make church a high priority for their kids. Two, that turns into kids growing up and make it less of a priority for their kids. So we've gone from parents not making church the high priority for their kids. Those kids grow up and make it less of a priority for their kids. And then those kids grow up and make it no priority for their kids. And then by the fourth generation, those great grandchildren grow up with no concept of God because they've never gone to church. And we obviously know our culture is not going to be feeding you anything about God anymore. Right. So priorities today that you set the tone in your family today literally are impacting your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Mm. Not to say that is the rule and there are no exceptions. I was going to say there's no People have to take no responsibility for their yeah. own, you know, if I'm going to go to church or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we know of people who never went to church growing up and they're the first people in their family to go to church on a regular yes. basis. So yes. obviously that's not the, you know, that's more of an exception to the rule, but there is 
principle in that. Yeah. Like it can be handed down. Um, a couple of things I wanted to touch on while y'all, I thought of a lot of things while y'all were, were speaking on things. Um, when Lauren was talking about, you know, we're just consuming content. It takes me back to what mama said at the beginning of like, if you're a Tar Heel fan, you want to be around other Tar Heels. It's natural. Mm -hmm. You desire yes. that. It is the difference between watching the game on TV versus going to a game Yeah, mm -hmm. in the hometown, mm -hmm. in the home stadium, in the home court, like being surrounded by your brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. you're in the your father's house, mm -hmm. all talking about the same thing. You all love the same thing. You all are grieved by the same losses. You mm -hmm. get high on the same wins. It's that, you know, watching the game is great when you're out of town. Yeah. But when you're in town, mm -hmm. going and being in the house is yeah. okay. And let's, again, we're not trying to be negative, but if that's not something, like if, if mm -hmm. the delight, Yep. In the bride of Christ is not something that comes to your mind when we're talking about that. Like when Erica just said, like, it's something that we get excited about together. Like we get to worship our King together. Like it's a gathering of my like-minded brothers and sisters. And I get to be spurred on and encouraged. If that's not the first thing that comes to your mind again, like just there's a problem. Challenge that. Yeah. Like there's a problem the question, yeah. you know, yeah. like, why? Like, why do mm -hmm. I not delight in the bride of Christ? Yeah. Why is there some kind of hurt? Is there some kind of um, resentment or, you know, yeah. something that's building up in your heart that is that is furthering you from like literally what God tells us to delight in, yeah. you know? And, you know, there's a, you know, when, when you think about just coming to church and stuff, I'm just going to get real. I don't like waking up for anything. <laughs> You know, and yes, is getting up. Do I just bound out of that bed on Sunday morning? Mm -hmm. So excited. Um, yeah, no, I don't bound out of the bed for anything. <laughs> um, is it sometimes like I go and I'm like, okay, like I'm just, I'm just not feeling as juiced about it this week. Yeah. But usually I find um, when I leave. Yeah. I'm feeling a little more There's juiced. something that happens. Yes. Unless, you know, it's one of those Sundays where some you know, it's just some things happen. Yeah. And so what we've done is we've put somewhat of an expectation on church for one, for when I walk in, everything should be perfectly how I think it should be. And everyone should treat me mm -hmm. or just let me be. Yeah. And so we have this weird mentality of church. Get your idea of church and what it should be from the scriptures. Yeah. Don't give the same um, expectations to church as you would a restaurant you go to. Yeah. You know, because it's not a restaurant you yeah. go to. Listen, we've gone to some Tar Heel games. Yeah. And, and we lost. <laughs> yeah. And we walked away thinking, huh, well that, well, that wasn't so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you'll walk away from church and you've been convicted. Yeah. Sometimes someone did do something that hurts you. Yeah. Sometimes someone said something really stupid to you. Mm -hmm. Maybe they forgot that that week you had a struggle and you posted it on Facebook and they didn't mention it again. Yeah. Uh, whatever. So realize what church is actually there for. Yeah. It's it's for me to go and worship and experience all these things that we talked about, but it's also there so that I can go and give those things. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, and, you know... All I know is church life. Yeah. I don't know anything else. I've always said that. And so I think I know church life pretty well. Yeah. And um, 
most people that will just have some gripe about the church, it's about something that was done to them Mm -hmm. that they had some unrealistic expectation or they're just not, oh, well, you know what? We still sin. Yeah. And I'm just choosing not to forgive that brother. I mean, that's what it is. Well, and can I, I mean, let's, let's just follow the progression of that for just a second, because the thing is, is that we are all sinners and we are all imperfect and we are all going to mess up. And the church is not perfect. It is literally a gathering of a bunch of imperfect people who have bad days and who, you know, are just trying to do the best that they can. And so we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. But the thing is, is if we hold these high expectations to the church and, and who they are and what they do and how they come alongside and serve us and serve me, and then we are inevitably let down by these high unrealistic expectations that we set, Okay, following the progression. Well, now I'm just too embittered and I can't even enjoy this anymore. And so why even go? Okay, well, now I'm just going to watch online or, or whatever. Or you know what? I'm just going to forsake it altogether and just not even mm. have this as a part of my life anymore. Who's suffering? Yeah. yeah. That's like, it's like, it's like that statement of unforgiveness. It's you drink the bottle of poison. You wait for the other person to die. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you're the one that's cutting yourself off from the avenue of which God has chosen to use to sharpen yeah. his people, to encourage his people, to make us, to, to present us fully mature in yeah. Christ. You know, like you have cut yourself off from that. And now granted, yes, some people are going to do some dumb things. They're going to say some, some really yeah. um, hurtful just, you know, inconsiderate things and, and we're probably going to get hurt, but make a decision now in your, like, what's the harm in making a decision now in your heart that I'm, I'm going to give grace. Yeah. I'm going to extend mercy. I'm going to just give, make allowance for one another's faults. Yeah. I'm going to choose right now to just, to, to do that and to enter into this imperfect space, Mm -hmm. knowing that people are going to mess up, knowing that people aren't going to always get it right with me. And I'm just going to, I'm going to endure anyway, and I'm going to be a part of the change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something, uh, something that I wanted to touch on as well is um, going back to just consuming church and being a consumer mindset. Um, I work in healthcare and I have to help people find, this is going to seem like it's not connecting, but it's going to connect. Um, I work in healthcare. My main job is I help find people a primary care provider. So you're a regular family doctor. And what I have found myself doing time and time again is have to educate people on the difference between your primary care provider, uh, why you need one and the values of that and the pros of that long term versus just always going to the ER or an urgent care Mm. for Mm -hmm. your health needs on whenever you need it. Um, And it kind of relates to this because what I do is I explain to them, listen, urgent cares and emergency rooms are there for when you need them. They are substitutionary. Mm. They are not meant to be your primary source of healthcare. You are not going to get all the benefits of a health system and someone, unless you have that primary care physician, that's your regular family doctor that knows your health history, that sees you on a routine basis, you go to them for when there is something wrong. And when you can't get into that, 
you're on vacation or something and you need to hit an emergency room or you need to hit an, you know, an urgent care, that's one thing. But they are not to, meant to be the primary. They are substitutionary. And the same goes for streaming or the plethora of spiritual content that yeah. the internet has, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Because when people are around the globe, someone in Africa could listen to our podcast. And we actually know someone in South Africa does listen to our podcast, podcast, we love you. which is so cool. We have someone from South Africa listening to this little podcast in Anderson, South Carolina. But let's be clear. This podcast is not to serve as your church on a right. weekly basis. Please listening don't. to three women around a table in a little room at someone's house via the internet or your podcast app is not church. You don't get to check off your, I've listened to 50 minutes of spiritual content by three women I respect and, and learn from. That's great. It is not church. We are not a body of believers. Yeah, no. We are <laughs> not, you know, we don't have that structure. You need to still go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that as well as, um, as we kind of bring it to a close here, touch on a couple more things. Um, I wanted to touch on I want to end with Lauren giving her um, example of what her family is is choosing to do in this next um, in this current season of life, mm-hmm. prioritizing church for their family. Um, but and what they've previously done, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before you do that, I want to mention something. If you are in the position, if you, your spouse, or even your kids are coming to the age of getting their first jobs, or you're in a season of looking for a new job, or your spouse, and you're praying through that, um, just really prioritizing church. Yeah. There is, you know, our American dream culture is prioritize work, 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 making money, save, you know, set your kids up for success. Um, but when you are looking for a job or if you're in a position to be able to choose what you do, prioritizing going to church on a weekly, a regular, a regular basis, setting the tone for your family and that we know of a, of a, of a guy who, um, I think in the last couple years, was offered an extremely uh, large promotion in his work, uh, but it would require him to move out of state. Um, and he does go to our church that we go to here in the area. And it was a very advantageous, make lots of more money. Um, and he could be setting his family up for success and following that American dream. And it looks like the natural next step progression of one's career in what he does. And anyone else would have been like, what are you doing? You're passing on this amazing opportunity to grow in leadership and financially. And he told people, I passed on it because we have decided to put roots down in this church family. And I'm not giving that up mm. for what my family can gain and give here at the church that we, I'm, we're not leaving. This I'll is take a important. thousand more of him. So yeah. that he, I mean, money versus Mm -hmm. church family. That is an extreme decision. So I just want Lauren to touch on in this season, what your family has chosen. Yeah. Um, Well, similarly too, when we first moved here, um, we knew that we wanted to get plugged into a church and not just attend on Sundays, but like be a regular part of it and be able to gather and meet other days of the week or commit to other things that they had going on, you know? So Um, my husband actually, and, you know, granted the Lord provided the opportunity for us to be, um, slow in finding him a job when we moved here because he provided in other ways. So we had that, um, aspect to this, but he really was like really particular and would only apply to certain kind of jobs because he knew like he would not work on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Like he gave up 
some pretty good positions Yeah, I remember because that. he would not work on Sundays. Um, and he wanted something that was, you know, for, I mean, our family too, we have two small young boys and they need their father present in their home and stuff. Um, but there were a couple of things that played into the decision of him choosing a job. And again, we were allowed the privilege to be able to do that. I know that that might not be everyone's circumstance, but it should put like that mentality should play into your mindset of like, well, am I going to be able to be as plugged in or connected with our, with our body of believers, like with our, with our church family. And so that was something that he did. And then, um, recently, and you know what I realized this, this is just really cool. This is another advantage of being like integrated in with your, with your church family, like with the people, if, if you surround yourself with like-minded believers, it just starts to take on. So, um, we, we just recently got into camping and (laughs) I know we love it. Um, but anyways, we were like scheduling out our summer and stuff and like trying to look for, for weekends and whatnot. And we had a conversation about how, like, cause my husband works Monday through Friday during the week. And so it just makes sense that we would camp on Saturdays and Sundays. And this is the kids off season and everything else. So we have every reason to go camping on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Right. And that's, what's convenient. And that's what makes the most sense and everything else. Um, but we really just decided that, um, church was a priority and our kids needed to see that church is a priority. Um, But what I didn't even realize is that I had actually seen this modeled by another family that also Mm. camps. And um, Amanda, if you listen, this was you. Uh, But anyways, I had seen her. And so the idea wasn't an original, but it was me being sharpened by another person that was in our community, by another person that I do life with regularly. And I saw that this is something because they're passionate campers. They do this all the time. Oh, yeah. But man, they don't miss a Sunday. Yeah. And so when I sat down, it's, it wasn't my original idea, but like, but the Lord used that and was Mm -hmm. like, this is important. And you need to show your kids that church is important and that you don't skip church just to have summer fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Mark and I sat down and we had a conversation about how we were going to do that. And he was like, well, you know, I mean, I could try and plan a couple of my weeks to have less appointments on Friday. And he has a little bit flex, like a little bit of flexibility in his job. And then we can just take a Friday off or y'all can just go without me on Friday and I'll meet up with you Friday night and camp with you like Friday night. And so we've decided to come to church on Sundays. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, we have, we also have a vacation plan where we miss a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like there's balance to all of Mm -hmm. this. Um, but like, we want to take like four or five camping trips this summer. Well, that would mean like an entire month almost yep. a month and a half of church that we oh, would yes. miss. And okay. Are we going to forsake the fellowship of believers Yeah, mm. to go camp in the woods? And ca- yeah. like, it's important to connect with our kids. It's important to, to give them those experiences and everything, but man, it's important to prioritize and elevate the God's word, the gathering of believers, the fellowship of believers, ironing, sharpening iron, like being with the community of our people way more than it is about giving our kids fun. Yeah. Cool family experiences. We're kind of at the point now too. And it's just awkward when you're in leadership because, um, you know, many people will come. Oh yeah. I'm not going to be there for this, 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 this. And like, you can't say anything. 
And so we live in the age of beach condos. We live in the age of vacationing. We live in the age of trips. I mean, when I grew up, people didn't take trips the way we take trips now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and the thing is, why don't they ever do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Because they have to work. They have to work. And so right there, that mentality tells you what is the most important. So whenever you're like trying to figure out what's an idol in my life, what's more important than God? That's a good way to see it. Why is it that we always justify Sunday? Mm -hmm. Sunday. And honestly, like, if you even go back to the Old Testament, I know we don't live under the law, but it mm -hmm. still showed God's heart. Mm -hmm. It still it showed does. his heart. And the concept is taken into the New Testament. There is a day that is given to meet with the believers, and it was of utmost importance. Mm -hmm. And so I just think about families that have fallen into a trap, and it's a trap. It's a luring trap. Yeah, it is. It's, I get it. I get it. Oh, it's enticing. It's very enticing. Mm -hmm. And um, I just say to people in the church right now that if you've kind of fallen into that, and you're like, yeah, you know, like, I, I think I miss, I don't know what the, yeah, let's just say 15, 20 services a year, your effectiveness in the body of Christ has been greatly diminished, mm -hmm. greatly diminished. And we should want to be effective in the body yeah. of Christ. Well, and I'll also like take it to the extent of like your, your own spiritual walk is being impacted. Oh it yes. Is being effective. And it's kind of like the frog that's in the pot of boiling water. They yeah. don't even know that they're being boiled, you know, but like, you will absolutely take, if you take um, an eagle eye view and just step outside and try and see the forest through the trees and just look and evaluate, you'll just, there will be things. There absolutely will be things. And there are things that there are benefits, um, not only to like your experiential, like time in the church and everything, but also your inner walk, like your inner walk with Christ there, there's something there that will be amiss. There just will. Yeah. Like God designed it that way on purpose and yes. it's for intention. He so, designed it for our good. And it's for our good, y'all. Yes. It is yeah. for our good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and the father, like he, he rebukes those that he loves. I know. So, okay. So I think the thing that would segue us a little bit is this, uh, well, you know, like, I got in this church and man, like I didn't realize I was getting into or, you know, so many churches have this problem, this problem, this problem. So I think we're going to address in the next, you know, podcast or so how to choose a church because there, there are ways to do this. Mm -hmm. And what if, what if you're in one and you're like, this isn't very healthy. This isn't healthy. This are, are you, they are having serious problems. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but if I can just say, if you're a believer, just talk to the Lord and just say, Lord, let me see what what the Bible does say about this. Mm. Go through Acts. There's a reason why there's a whole book in the Bible devoted to the setting up of the church, mm -hmm. the setting up of the church, and then the rest of it, how everything is played out where believers are meeting together. Yeah. 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 So like she just said, the next episode we're going to be doing in the series of We Are Church Girls is going to be how to choose a church. 
how to leave a church when necessary, and how to handle conflict in the church. And this is going to be probably something that you've not heard a lot of talk about, uh, even just the three of us talking about this recently. What, you know, there was a lot of uh, misconceptions or, you know, well, I thought this is the best way maybe this should be done or handled. And like, I've never really thought about it that other way, um, especially with, you know, my mom being a pastor's wife and both of us growing up pastor's kids and having Lauren's perspective of not being in a ministry home, kind of just having that conversation of, you know, those conceptions around how to leave a church, mm-hmm. how to choose a church and how to handle conflict in a church. So you definitely want to come back next week for that episode. But in closing today, we're going to do our fun cup question, which is super deep and theological, <laughs> and we expect it to exhort Ooh. and lift you up okay. to the utmost. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and it is, who was your first celebrity crush? Tom Brady. Sean Brady? Tom. Tom, Tom Brady. Oh, who, is who is Sean Brady? Brady? <laughs> I thought you said Sean. <laughs> Tom. Tom. Tom Brady? Brady. You mean Mr. In Retirement, Out of Retirement, In Retirement, Out of yes. Retirement? Yes. Okay. It's okay. Listen, yeah. it's not yeah. a character thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Crushes are based on character. (laughs) Okay, so, um, and my husband knows these things. I was extremely boy crazy when I was young. And so, um, and, you know, TV was very limited in in my house, but... I'll tell you what, there was a show called Silver Spoons and it had Ricky Schroeder, who I think now goes by Rick Schroeder and he was cute, but I was never into the blonde. He had a friend and his name was Jason Bateman and um, yes. And so, yeah, I, I had a serious crush on him and I loved like the episodes where he would actually come on as Rick Schroeder's friend. And then it went to Kirk Cameron. And I say that because I so badly like wanted like to marry Kirk Cameron, but I knew he wasn't a Christian. And so I prayed and prayed and prayed for Kirk Cameron to get saved. And y'all know he's a believer. Okay, listen, coming from the world of production, I have been so impressed with him because he refuses to kiss anyone other than his wife on camera. And so the movies and stuff that he does, like you can see him kissing someone and it's a shadow and it's actually his wife. They brought in his wife. I was just so impressed by that because in Hollywood, even in Christian Hollywood, we're like, oh, well, we can do that because we're, we're filming a Christian movie. So we can sin. I know. See, I I prayed him there. Yeah. So anyways, I, yeah, I was there, so Lauren. impressed with his character. Yeah, there was I'm a... So, um, thank you, Deanna. There was a <laughs> marriage conference, okay? Yeah. And it was going to be Kirk Cameron and his wife. Ooh. And there was some comments on it about all the men saying... We're not taking our wife to that conference. All our wives had crushes on Kirk Cameron. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um. okay. The list is the list is long, but I'll let Erica go. <laughs> My first celebrity crush um, was. First, I've only ever had one. <laughs> My, oh, it's listen. It's been ingrained in me ever since. <laughs> Mr. Tom. My first Sorry. one to go back to Anna Green Gables. Was oh. the guy who played in the film the kind of love interest of her growing up. And his name in the movie is Gilbert Blythe. Oh. And Gilbert Blythe really did it for me when I was like six years old. I remember <laughs> feeling things I'd never felt 
for the first time. And I was like, I want to marry him. I want to be Anne of Green Gables. So I loved Gilbert Blythe. I think the actor, he sadly isn't alive anymore. He passed away of cancer pretty young. But his name is like Jonathan Crombie or something like that. I don't know. Mm. But then the close, the next one after Mr. Gilbert Blythe, Mm. this one changed my world <laughs> in sixth grade i'm a believer no no can, can you let me tell my story <laughs> in sixth grade my life was turned upside down when on disney channel they came out with an original movie called high school musical oh zach efron yes mr zach efron <laughs> i think all the mamas had my life <laughs> I mean, I was soaring and breaking free as a sixth grader. Do you understand? Oh I, it, to this day, he Zach was Efron, a cutie. To yeah. this day. Um, and then I had a whole Justin Bieber phase yeah. um, a few years later. Oh, did you pray Justin Bieber into yes, Blue? Yes, I, told I her. did. Yep. She told me about the Kurt Cameron thing. And no joke, when I was 16 and 17, I prayed probably for months and months and months and months. I was like, please, Lord, just just save Justin. I love him so much. I want to, I want to meet him in heaven, Lord. Please, Lord, do something in his life. And I believe Justin is saved. I've heard his testimony over and over and over. And now he Whatever. Life yeah. a little differently, differently than yeah. mine. Um, but also he's walked a different road than me in life yes. and has a different background and different obstacles and different hurdles and blah, 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 blah. Yes. But I've heard his testimony. And if we're going off of, you know, what he believes about the Bible and who Jesus is, homeboy, I'm going to meet him in heaven. <laughs> and he's going to sing baby to me. He's a brother. So those are mine. So thank you guys so much for listening. Now that you know who our first celebrity crushes are, maybe you can pray email us. us. Well, pray for us. And then email us at the iron women podcast at gmail.com. And we'd maybe love to hear who your first celebrity crushes were and what they were from. That would be fun to read. But thank you so much for listening. Like I said, check us out for next week's episode on uh, we are church girl series and we will expect to see you on the next one. Hey sisters, thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.